Welcome to another segment of Financially Speaking. I'm your host, um, Jaxwell Seymour. Certainly a pleasure um, to be in your company today. I know you could be listening to other radio stations and other programs, but you chose to be here today. I don't have a guest. Uh, my guest was not able to make it today, but we will continue with our show. I think we, did, we have enough um, information to talk about. Um, we don't need to have a guest every Tuesday. Um, and so we will continue with our, our show. Um, please um, let um, your friends and family know that Financial Speaking is on. And, and if you have any um, issues uh, or questions that you need answering or you need some clarification on, you, know, you could text me or you could put it on the Facebook page and we can address that today um, as well. Now, a lot of things was happening in October here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. We had, um, you know, of course, this is Heritage Month. I think last night um, we had the awards, which was very good. Um, they recognized um, Barbara, um, the dean, Mr. Dean, and Mr. Williams. I really wanted to be there, but I, I just couldn't make it. I was really feeling bad. Um, we have tourism. We had the Sutic. We had a conference here. Um, we got pregnancy and baby loss month. We have cancer. A lot of things happening this month. A lot of activities. But I want to first touch on, on the tourism thing. You know, I had the opportunity um, to interview um, the guest, the keynote speaker. Uh, it will come on my YouTube um, next week. And, you know, this is something I really want us to, to think about here as a as a country and a lot of us really don't think about it. I don't think uh, I think a lot of times for most of us we focus on the bottom line of course when you look at Providenciales um, you know the place is growing at a rapid pace um, last week I went to you know the groundbreaking ceremony for Andes um, the higher a higher brand um, I'm quite sure there are other um, groundbreaking is taking places in other projects. As I drive on the Leeward area opposite the golf course, I see that area, you know, parked off for construction to start. And so we need to now ask the question, at what point, at what point will we allow the development to continue? Will we continue to have development? And I know from a, a government's point of view that we must, I mean, governments are, at the end of the day, for governments, I'm not in government, um, but I believe that's what they think. Um, they're looking at the revenue that they get from the accommodation taxes. Um, they look at the, the jobs that are being um, created. They look at the, the, the tax, the transfer tax that's being taken when these condos are sold. You know, this gentleman yesterday, that was an eye-opener for me. His name is Doug. Don Lensky. He was the guest, the keynote speaker. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. One thing that he focused on is that the people, how do we get the people to be a part of this development? He was, he gave an example of a city in, in Italy, you know, where everybody had all, you know, they build these, um, they put all their homes on, on Airbnb, um, and soon that city just was tourism-centered. There were no locals in the area. They just moved out, 
into another area to live with their parents or grandparents, and they put their place on um, the, the short-term rental. And so tourists are coming, and all they see are tourists. Tourists are seeing tourists. And those, that's not really what they want to see. They also want to be in, involved in um, the local culture. They also want to see local people. And the trend is happening right here in Turks and Caicos Islands, you know, where we continue to, to build. We continue to have all this development taking place. We have one area in Provo where it's just tourism-centric, centered, okay? And we see a lot of people uh, building um, um, villas, and, and it's fine. That's what they want to do, fine. And they're putting it into, in the market. And, of course, you see what's happening, um, the demand for housing, um, it's been impacted because a lot of people are using their existing places for short-term rental. And so we have a problem. Everything is focusing on the bottom line. And you know what happens? It reaches a point in our lives where we, become, where we just want more and more and more. And guess what? We end up becoming very greedy. It may not be intentional, but we become greedy and we end up getting more. We end up increasing our prices because... People are, people are uh, demanding it, and so we, we end up supplying it to them at these ridiculous prices. We end up doing more. And then you have all this stuff on the market here in, in tourism. But we must find a balance. We must look at our environment. I mean, we must look at our coral reefs that we continue to break about every day, like having the third largest coral reef in the world. I think that's what we say. And, but we have to be careful of that as well because we do not want uh, our coral reefs to be compromised, to be damaged. And so all of this we have to factor in as part of our development. We see a lot of people now, um, a lot of young people who I applaud, who are uh, in business. Um, they have these water sports. And there's nothing wrong with people getting into the, to, to, um, these businesses. I think I, I command people. I, I admire people who are doing these things. But at, one po at what point are we going to reach a point where we say, this is enough right now? This is enough. Because you're going to have all of these um, water sports activities. You're going to have all of these interfering with our environment. Of course, I'm not, a, I'm not like an environmentalist. But I'm saying we must find a balance. You know, I was thinking the other day, not changes, I was thinking about Guyana. Everybody's eyes are on Guyana now because Guyana discovered oil. And I have a lot of friends from Guyana. We have a lot of Guyanese that live here in Turks and Caicos. So they're my, a lot of them are my friends. Uh, we go to church together. And I, and I, and I, and I, I, and I ask them, what it is, is it the average, what about the average person in Guyana? Are they benefiting from this significant growth? One article say the GDP has grown by 37%. And the average person is not feeling the impact of what has happened in Guyana. And we can say the same thing here in Turks and Caicos. The average person in Turks and Caicos is not feeling the impact of this um, economy that we brag about 
we'll be safe with the envy of the Caribbean. We have all this growth that is taking place. We have all this um, development that is, that is taking place in this country. But the average person is not feeling it. The average person is still struggling. And so we ask the question then, why do we have to have all this development when the people are not really benefiting? And that's the line we have to draw. And so we have to be, and I know the Ministry of Tourism has a, they have it, they have a national, I think, tourism strategic plan out there um, for consultation. I encourage you to read. I haven't read it yet, but I will. I'm not sure when the deadline is. And that is something we need to, to look into. And so we need to ask ourselves, what is it that we want for the Turks and Caicos Islands? What are our objectives? What is it? What is it that we, we look at as success? Is it, and I know governments, I know governments as far as I'm concerned, I may be wrong, but I know governments like they measure um, success by um, the number of de developments that take place. Because normally when you, during campaign you hear you know, one party over the next party. Oh, look, look, during their tenure, there was no development that took place. How many hotels were built? How many discs was built? And that's what we do. But is that the true measurement of how we measure success? Is this how we, you know, somehow we need to measure the impact that it has on people. And that's what the, the keynote speaker was saying. Measure the impact that it has on um, the environment. There must be some KPIs that we can establish. And so that is what I want to talk to you about. What is the benefit of all of this development that is taking place in the Turks and Caicos Islands and the average person is not feeling it? The average person is still living from paycheck to paycheck. What is all this development about? Why? It looks good. And of course, you know, we do need development. We probably haven't reached a point yet. We will reach that, you know, maximum. But we have to develop a plan. We have to develop a strategy as to what it is that we want for the Turks and Caicos Islands. And the development that is taking place is primarily on the island of Providenciales. That's the main place that development is taking place as Provo. We still have Grand Turk. We still have South Caicos, Salki, North Caicos, Middle Caicos, and other keys that really much is not taking place. Now, it could be a good thing as well, you know, because what we need to do is learn from Provo, learn from the, 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 the look at what ha is happening in Provo. And we don't want to repeat of it in the other islands. I know every island is crying for development. Because people, some people do not want to leave the island. They do not want to, to you know, they're comfortable in, in their home, their birthplace. And so they don't want to leave. And so they want development. They want a job or they want to establish a business. That is fine. But we need to somehow be able to maintain the local culture. We need to maintain the the, the what it was in the islands. And that is something that we are missing. If we continue with the trend here in Providenciales, 
we will not recognize Provo. We won't have any hardly any locals here because the place is developing at a rapid pace. And that is something we need to control. Do we accept everything that is being asked for? I know in the past we have changed laws to um, accommodate um, developers. I remember when we first started with all this development, I think we had a, a maximum um, of three stories. Now we have 12 stories. And I understand from a development point of view that, you know, what they want is to maximize the land. I could completely understand that. There's only so much land. Land doesn't grow. And so they maximize it, so they increase the height. So they have 12 stories now. But when, at what point do we, do we continue? At what point do we put an end to this? I know in Cayman Islands, I think they've now have gone up to 18 stories. I think the Bahamas has gone up. What is it that we want for the Turks and Caicos Islands? How do we ensure that the average Joe is benefiting from this development? How do we ensure that the average Joe is participating in this growth? And I know Invest TCI is, is doing a great job um, with these grants. I know they are. I see a lot of people um, are applying for the grants. I know that because a lot of people come to me um, for business plans because that's a requirement. I, 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 see, I see a lot of taxi drivers uh, applying for, for, for grants to get their taxis. Um, but then at what point do, we, do we, we put an end to it? Because right now there is some issues with the taxi plates. People are applying and some people are not getting it. They're saying that they reached their, their quota. So all of these factors have to be taken into place. We see car rentals out there. We see a lot of buggies out there. At what, and we see what's happening with our roads as a result of all that is taking place is even impacting our roads. At what point are we going to put a stop? And I'm not sure we're looking at it. And so that's why I want to talk about the, are we looking at the impact that development have on, in Turks and Caicos Islands? We have all this development that's going on, but yet our roads are in a bad state. Of course, the premier was on the show last week, and he mentioned that, um, that the, the life of the, of the um, a road, a highway, is normally um, 20 years, um, and so the Leeward Highway project is 20 years has not ended as yet. You know, um, but I still think we need a massive plan because all of this is taking place at the expense, at the expense of the people. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, honestly, is it worth it? If our people are going to be left behind, is it worth this development? I don't think it's worth it. I think whatever we do, it should be about the people of the Turks and Caicos Islands. 
Because you know what? What is going to happen is that what is going to happen is that everything does not last forever. And you know what? When we reach a point where we are faced with recession or we are faced with a downturn in the economy, you know what's going to be? You know what's going to happen? People are going to leave. You know it's going to be stuck here? We the people. Because we have nowhere else to go. So wouldn't it be better then that we prepare people that with, with this development, that we prepare our people to be major stakeholders, be major participants in this economy? Now, I know there's only so much the government can do. I know that. They are policymakers. They set their policies in place. Um, and so they, that's what they do. And I know we have our role to play, too. That once they put these policies in place, that we also run for it. And we do with it. And, of course, we go back to the question of financing. Because people can... You can have all these policies in place for the locals to participate. But then when the locals try to participate, they find obstacles in the way and that they cannot get financing. Now, the premier on the show last week, he mentioned perhaps looking at some guaranteed with the banks. Because what the banks are interested in is um, repayment of, them, of, their, of their loan. They're not going to lend you money if they feel that you can't pay it back. What's the point? They're not a... a, a, a a provider, they're not a grounds provider like InvestDCI. They make money through the loans because they charge interest. So you're not going to be able to pay the loan back. They're not going to pay you. And so that is a big issue for many of us. To and that is what we have to do is participate. And so a lot of you may say, well, I don't have anything. You know, you might have more than what you think you have. You may have that land. You may have your that house that you are on, and if your and if your and if your space is big enough, you could use part of that space to participate in this growing economy in the Turks and Caicos Islands. You must be you must participate in this economy. You must not be left out. People are coming here and participating in the economy because they see the opportunity. I know you see the opportunity as well. But some of us don't have any money. Some of us are afraid to take risk. And some of us are just complaining and whining about other people coming here taking over. But you can also do the same. I admire those young people who are, are participating in the water sports. I admire them. Because they have taken the opportunity to be a part of this growing economy. Now, for those who are not participating in it, I'm challenging you today to do so. Because what we're going through, I don't want, you know, I know they say the power of life, the Bible says the power of life and that is in the tongue. That is so true. But I know that everything doesn't last forever. There's a season for everything. And while we're in this season, we need to participate in it. And one way to participate in it is to have your business. 
Your business could be anything. It could be an apartment. It could be, it could be a water sports. It could be anything. But you need to start participating in it because if you don't, you're going to live to regret it. Think about your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. Listen here. There are so many opportunities in this place. Unbelievable. The thing is, Turks and Caicos, unlike other islands, you know, many islands have already grown. A lot of other islands have developed. The Turks and Caicos Islands is just developing. So one hotel with 30 rooms has a big impact on Grand Turk. One hotel with 30 rooms in South Cape is a big impact because we're moving from zero to one. And so that's a big impact. Embrace the opportunities. You know the gentleman said, which was very, very interesting. The YouTube video will come out next week. He said, we got all these villas. We got all these um, condos that are owned by people who are not from here. And he said most of that money goes back out of the country, which is true. We have enough money to pay the employees. We have enough money left to pay the government tax. I hope people are paying their government tax. Um, but the rest of the money goes to the owner. Even if it's here, it's sitting in an account to be distributed to the owner. Now, there are some locals who are building villas. And I think that's a very good thing for now because that is a, it's a demand. So I encourage people to do that. Is there's one thing I like about us copying is we're copying to build villas because it's needed. But he's saying like we only retain about 40% because you got to pay the commission to these booking engines, you know, um, Expedia and Booking.com and VRBO. Then they charge a service fee. And then, you, and then the owners collect so much. So most of it is not left. Because, you know, in Turks and Caicos, our, our, our um, model is really different. Most of the things here are condos. You could go to any, any um, development here in Turks and Caicos, except for beaches and maybe one or two others. Almost every hotel room is owned by somebody different because they buy these condos. And that money goes back to them. Of course, they charge a management fee. And that's what he's saying. We want more and more of this, more and more condos, more and more of this. At what point do we stop? And how do we fit the people in here? Now, the good news is that, and I mentioned this already, is that we have a reserve category. Oh, before I go there, what he, what he was saying, he was saying that perhaps what, what governments should do throughout the Caribbean is, um, well, anywhere, actually, because you know now New York, New York, has changed the way they're handling with Airbnbs and stuff like that. I mentioned this on the show before. You have to be a resident of New York, and apparently you have to be living in the condo when those guests visit. New York passed that policy now. Can you imagine? Because they realized the impact that it is having on um, the housing market because everybody was just going out there putting the place 
on the on the, on the market and there's no space for people. So now the landlord has to live in there while people are visiting. And you have to be a resident of New York. Now in Turks and Caicos, it's open. So what he suggested we that we do it, well, it's just a suggestion. He, it's, it's, you know, he can't tell us what to do. But what he is saying, because the retention of all this money that we get here doesn't really stay here, what he suggests is that maybe we need to have different tax structures. If you are a local, this is what the tax should be, the accommodation tax should be. If you're non-resident or non-local, this is what it should be. So you should have different, I like the concept actually, different tax structures depending on where you're residing. I mean, right now, we, we, you know, we charge um, um, 12% for everybody. And everybody pays the same um, business license fee. So all of these are things maybe we need to to play around with when it comes to ensuring that the local people are involved. And this brought and this brings me now to the reserve category. There are reserve categories and I and I wrote an article on that a couple of weeks ago. A significant amount of categories are in the reserve category. And this is one way to empower the people. Unfortunately some people have um opted to sell their bird rights by getting, you know, a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars a month by allowing a non local to get the business license, even though their documents, uh, their register of members reflect that they are fifty one percent, but they really on paper they are, but in reality they are not. And so what I think we should do as a people, especially on those other islands such as South Caicos and Grand Turk and North and Middle, I think we should find a way to restrict the services that non-locals could do, even in Provo, because we must involve the people. I think hotels, people might think I'm a socialist. But I think hotels should only be allowed to deal with accommodations. I don't think they should be providing um, side services such as um, water sports. I think this is a way to encourage local people to do the water sports. Don't allow hotels, especially on those other islands, such as South Caicos and, and Grand Turk, where we're trying to boost the economy there. Allow them only to do the accommodation. Allow the local people to set up their businesses to do the activities. And then the hotels could partner with the, the, these local companies by promoting these local businesses, by promoting these activities to the tourists and say, here is John Doe. Fishing tours. Here's Drexel Seymour. Horseback riding. Here is Jane Doe. These are a list of our partners that are providing all these activities. 
I think that's how we should do it. I mean, as far as I know, a lot of these areas are already um, are already um, reserve category. And so I think if we want to get the people involved, I think that's, this is one way to do so. Now, some hotels, developers will come to you and say, you know, they need to make more money. They need to do this. They need to do that. But they're making money because, you know, first of all, they sold their condos and nobody sells at a loss. And then they're going to be managing the condos on behalf of the owners. Because a lot of these hotels, the owners cannot go outside of their, to anybody else to manage their property. I'm only aware of a few that do, can do that, that, has that, that have that flexibility. But most times when you buy a condo, the agreement is the developer has a management company who will manage your unit on behalf of the owner. You go through their company to do management, which is which is fine. You know, I can understand that because you want to set standards. Um, you don't want to have any any anybody coming there. Uh, you know, because it's a reflection of your, your of your property, and so you want you you have these standards in place. So everybody come through you. Fine, but when it comes to the activities, then we should allow them to go through a local company and not a hotel. The hotel should not be given a business license to do activities. Only in extreme circumstances, if nobody else is doing it. But I think we should first allow the local people to get on board. I mean, look at the cruise ship. I'm not sure many, um, I'm quite sure there are a lot of activities out there where they take guests on. That's like saying, let me let Carnival do that. But we're going to let the local people do that. This is a great opportunity for them to participate in the economy. I mean, some people might think it's harsh that we are so reserved and restricted. But at the end of the day, what really matters is that the people of the country feel the impact of the development that's taking place. And they can only do so, they can only feel that way if they are able to participate in this business, in the activities. Because honestly, if the hotel has all these activities and I open a business, the guests gonna go with the hotel. Because they may even build it in their rates, or, their, or they may even have packages. So it may be more attractive for um, the guests to go directly to the hotel. And so if we could allow local companies to develop, partner with it, so no business licenses should be issued, in, in my opinion, to the hotelers. Because more than likely, the hotelers might even, they might get the business license, and they might even outsource that to someone anyway to do, rather than they themselves doing it. So you might as well allow a local company to do it. What are your thoughts? I think that's how it should be done. Because when we talk about empowerment, 
This is what it is about. Empowering the local people. And with that said, we the local people, we must be able to take the risk and develop the business. Don't sit down there and, 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 and just complain. Because complaining is not going to allow you to get to the point where we want you to be. We want you to be empowered. We will want you to be the employer. You need to get up as well. Apply for that business license. Apply for that grant. Establish your business. Promote your business with the hotels. And if you are only allowed to do that, man, your business will prosper. You may not have enough money, but you can start with, with the grants that you get from Invest DCI because they are now providing grants for tourism activities. It's a start. But I know a lot of us don't want to take risk. A lot of us are afraid. Uh, we, uh, we are afraid that um, we'll fail. We're, we're afraid that um, people are not going to support us. And because of fear, we don't make any progress. And you see, fear is going to keep you down. It's not going to allow you to reach that point where you want to be. And so we need to get rid of fear and establish the business. Now, there are some people I know who are trying, who are really, really trying. And I want to congratulate them for trying. But there are many others who are not trying, who are just afraid and don't know where to start. But you can check out Invest TCI. I think they provide some I mean, advice and planning to you as well. I mean, you can come to me. I can help you provide you some advice. What we need to do, we need to saturate this place with local entrepreneurs. That's what we need to do. And, 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 and there's an opportunity. It's there. It's available. It, there's space. You know, I know space because I see people, other people are doing it. That you could have been doing. Don't say, oh, the bank is not going to give me any money. Oh, they're not going to give me this. They're going to give it to the white people. How would you know you're not going to get it if you don't try? You simply have to try. And when you go to the bank or any financial institution, um, if they turn you down, um, they may tell you why they turn you down. And then you can find out how you can improve on your application. Just try again. And you don't have to just try one financial institution. You could try more than one. I mean, right now we, we have the um, a shortage of housing in Turks and Caicos. This is a great opportunity for people to get involved in the economy. Find out, you know, from planning whether you could build something in the back of your yard. You may be able to build some apartments in the back of your yard. You may have enough space for that. And you could use the equity, you know, from your, from which, from the, if you have a house now, you can use the equity from that. And you might not even have to come with anything because once you do valuation of property, um, the bank, you know, will, will more than likely give you um, financing because you have equity in the property already. Just look around and see what it is that you have. There's something in everybody's hand that they have that they could do. Just think outside the box. 
the things that you could do. I already list a list of stuff already in previous shows. I'm not going to go over that again. But the import is what is important is that you participate in this economy. A lot of times, you know, we blame governments and we change governments thinking that it will make a difference. And it didn't make a difference because perhaps it's not the government. Sometimes it is, but perhaps it is you. Perhaps you are the issue. After all, they're, only the, the, they're just, I mean, policymakers anyway. You have to find out what it is that you, what it is that you want. The same way the government has to decide what it is that they want for the Turks and Caicos. What it is, what it is that they want. Likewise, you have to find out the same thing. And once you establish what it is that you want, then you have to make plans to achieve it. And everything starts with a plan. It's just like when you're building a house, you know, you shouldn't build a house without the plans. You have to get the plans approved. And I know that the interest rate could be a deterrent to many of you. Interest rate is very high right now. I know it is. But, you know, when you think about the potential income that you will get, it may be worth it. I see people advertising a one-bedroom for $1,800. So maybe if you get a loan at this interest rate, whatever they're offering, you will still be able to make savings. Don't, don't, just, don't let those things turn you off. Get your plans drawn. Get quotations. Get evaluation done. Submit it. View it and see, is it worth it? Okay, the interest rate say 10%. Um, I'm building four, five units. Um, this is what it's going to cost me. Um, this is the projected income I'm going to get from these places. This is what I may have to pay back each month to the bank. And if you're going to have a positive cash flow, then try it. The interest rate is not always going to be high. It's going to change. Because all you're going to do later is live with regret. And you can't go back and change the past. If you feel that is what you want to do, then do it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Because the same time someone is discouraging you, that same person may be doing the same thing that you're doing. And you only find out later. Do what you want to do. Have your plans. Have your goals. Go ahead and, and do it. We're ripe for opportunities here in this place. The opportunities are here. We need to embrace the opportunity. We need to pursue the opportunities. I know one of the many challenges that we have is coming together. Some of us don't have any money. Some of us may have land. Somebody else may have money. But we're not coming together. A lot of the development that's taking place is not just one person. It's several shareholders. They, can't, they pool their resources together and they were able to start a project. And, the th and if you are able to pull resources together, you start the project, you, you put your potential project out there. For example, say you're building um, apartments, or say you're going to build apartments for sale, because I think that's a lot of people taking that route too. You put it out there, and you can start selling you know, your places at, a, at you know, pre-construction sale. You get interest. You go to the bank and say, listen here, I'm building these 10 units. I already have six people who are, 
who have indicated that they want to to purchase um, these these condos on building. It doesn't have to be in the beach, anywhere. And and you go to the bank with this. The bank see this offer, and they will like they will give you the loan because these people have committed to purchasing deals those units from you. And that's another thing I mentioned on the show many years, many months ago. You don't have to just build apartments for short, you know, to just rent. You can build apartments and put it into a strata organization and sell it. And that is something you need to do. That's something you need to consider, sorry. You don't have to do that. That's something you need to consider. Build and build something nice. But if more of us could come together, I think we'll be all right. Not only will it be all right, it will, it will force us to be together as a people. Because at the moment, we're not together. And we can come together in businesses. You know, my wife and I, we still know that. We walk, you, 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 you drive around Providenciales, and I have nothing against anyone. Everybody knows who I am. I trust, I have nothing against people. I embrace everybody. But imagine there's not a supermarket in this country well, let me put it back. There's not a supermarket in Providenciales that is owned by a local person. I mean, if we continue the way things are going, soon there'll be no locals, you know. We won't find any locals. The supermarket, there's not a supermarket that's owned by a local on Provo. I cannot speak for Granter. I know South Caicos have a few local, I believe. I know Mr. Louis Cox and Shambi. I don't know much about the Grand Turk. But if we could do that, there are so many variety stores on the island of Providenciales, but they're not owned by us. We are going to their stores, we are buying from them, and we are allowing their cash flow to, to be great when we could do the same for ourselves. On Providenciales, I don't even think we have a hotel at least I don't, I'm not aware of it. Are there hotels owned by locals? I'm not aware of a hotel owned by a local. There are a few locals that have bought um, units from some resorts, but I'm not aware. And this is something that we want that we should have. I mean, I look at the other day in North Caicos with the heritage thing. By the way, you guys did a great job in North Caicos. Wouldn't it be nice if we could have a uh, uh, a museum or a festival or a place a local people get together and you have this on display and you have all these different activities and this is a place for tourists to go to you you charge something at the door I mean nobody uses those things anymore but um, but it's an activity it's, it's an attraction that will get people into your doors to see how life was back in the day. That is something we should do. The opportunity is there, Turks and Caicos. You have to be the one to make the move. Stop waiting on your party to come in power to to um, make a move. And honestly, they're not going to make a difference, so to speak, because you have to be the one. They will do the, the they'll do the, they will set the laws and policies, but then you have to take it from there. You know, one of the greatest things I did in my life was having my own business. You know, working so hard for other people, burning the midnight oil, you know, 
sacrificing time with your family for someone else. And you're still getting that because you know when you reach manage when you reach in certain positions, you don't get paid overtime. So why don't you use that time to do your own thing? And if you don't know what to do, just ask somebody who's already in the business what to do. Man, we need variety stores in this country. Locally owned. And I know the Turks and Caicos today is not the same Turks and Caicos of yesterday. I understand, you know, the place is evolving, the place is changing, you know, people are coming in, there's nothing wrong with that. We need the people, the people need to come. I think it's great people are coming because, we, you know what, it increases your customer base because you need customers. I remember many, many years ago, I, I think it was in 91. In fact, yes, it was in 91. Honorable Washington Music was the chief minister at that time. And I remember he made a statement that we need at least 25,000 people. I think that's what he said. I may be wrong. It's, it's been a long time. Because you remember we saying we ain't got enough people um, to make it. We need this. And now we have more than that. In fact, I think he lost the election because of that anyway. Um, because people believe all these people are going to come here. And we have all these people are here. We have the customers. Now all we have to do is... Take the business and turn it into a supply for the people to take get from you. The business is there. I mean, the opportunity is there. We got the customers. We can't say, oh, we need, we got the customer base. Now, what is it is that we need now to make money from the customer base? I mean, I know right now things can be very costly. I know, you know... The suppliers of products and stuff can be, you know, very costly because of what's happening throughout the world. But there are people that need food. People need a place to sleep. There are, there are certain basic needs that people need. You need food. You need water. You need a house. And all you have to do is supply that to people. And people, no matter how much people are saying that they work at minimum wage. Somehow they find a way to pay their rent. And so we need to find it to give it to them. Check out the, the housing initiative that the government has just launched. Check it, check it out to see what it is that you could get from it. Imagine you now, you could, you know, we could talk about the cost and you, you now could get the, you know, duty-free on, on, um, on construction materials. And to embrace it. Now, I don't like to encourage people to to get loans. But listen here. Man, listen here. This is an opportunity. Get the loan. Get the loan and start that business. Get the loan and start that apartment. Because you don't have the cash anyway. And I know you don't want to have loans and you want you don't want, I mean, people are dying so fast in this place. You don't want to die and leave your family in, in any debt. That's fine. I understand that. I, under, I have that concern as well. But if you keep saying that, you're not going to do anything. As I always say on the show, I do not encourage people to get a loan for a vacation. I don't encourage people to get a loan for a vehicle unless you really need um, a vehicle. But I would encourage you to get a loan for, for, for a business, especially if you know you're going to get a return on your, on your money. Man, there's a need. There are needs out there to be fulfilled. Get the loan and do it. Try all the banks. Not, and we don't just have three banks anymore. You know, we, we used to go to, you know, first just Scotiabank and First Caribbean and RBC came. But we have other private 
financial institution. You got the British Caribbean Bank. You got, what else? Turks and Caicos Banking. You got Meridian. Try all of them. And the interest rate may be high with some of them. But what you can do, don't tell them I tell you that, but they can hear me anyway. Get the loan from them. Get your place. And then a year later, go back to another bank and see if they'll take it over at a reduced rate. Because whatever you get from the bank, whatever you get from the bank, I mean, whatever it is you're getting, and when it, t- when it comes to pricing your, your products that you're going to get, of course, you have to price it in such a way where you're able to make a profit and, you have to, and you're also able to pay your loan. So you, it's not a risk you're taking, really. I mean, it's a risk, yeah, because we say things do not last forever. But it's an opportunity for you to grow. I mean, if you want to continue living the way you're living right now. Of course, nobody, I'm not encouraging anybody to be greedy. I, I, I greed has cost us too much issues. Don't become greedy. But try to improve your, your, your way of living. And you can do that through the business opportunities that you implement. In order to grow your business, you might need a loan. And if you're making so much profit, you could even pay a loan off faster. But do it. I'm not sure how long these interest rates will be the way they are. I know it's high, but you could always negotiate. I'm telling you, the banks work with you. They'll want you to negotiate. You know, the thing is, if someone gives you something and you accept what they give you, then that's your problem. You don't have to accept everything that people give you, you know. You can always go back and, and see what it can be lower. Not because someone say, you know, um, this is the rate. This is all I have. Go back. And, and let me tell you what happens too. Some people do not want to lose you. If you tell them that, listen, listen here. PCC say they can take me over. They're going to come right back to you and see what they can do with you. And especially go back and tell them my bank or this bank has offered me a better rate. Listen here, 24 hours they can come right back and tell you, oh, I was able to get approved for the same thing. So you don't have to accept everything that is given to you on the table. Go back and see what else you could get. And I know some of you are building right now and, and you know, and perhaps, you know, based on the valuation is very expensive. You know, maybe you should consider instead of building one building with with all these units, with 20 units, maybe you should build three buildings and start with one building, and I believe the bank will consider you if you start with one building. But if you build one building with all these units, it's going to be more expensive. So maybe you should start small if you're in a position. But if you're in a position to build one, but that's fine. But I'm just saying that sometimes it is so expensive what you want to build. It, um, it's, it's not, um, you can't pay the loan. And so you could probably build it smaller, build, you know, small. If you understand what I'm saying. Instead of building one building, say, with 15 units, go to the architect and see they could build three buildings with five units each. At least you can start with one building with the five units. And then 
when that one building with the five units is completed, then stop with building two. You all realize how development here in Turks and Caicos is? I personally like one building, right? But look at all the condos. Look at all the hotels around here. Most of these hotels are not one building. I'm not sure that's how they do it, but most of these condos, they are multiple buildings. So maybe that's something you need to consider. Do multiple buildings. Because it will help you in a better position to, to get the financing. You understand what I'm saying? Because the larger your place, the more it's going to cost you. I mean, even multiple buildings, I think, um, may be better off for the, for the tenants or the owners. They feel more homey. Um, they're not, they don't have too many people in one building. You know, you feel, you know, more a little bit free. Even as I'm trying to say. So these are things you need to consider if you haven't drawn your plans as yet. The same thing with your business. You might have multiple ideas. Start with one business. Try establish it. But there are opportunities in Turks and Caicos Islands. That's why I don't understand. I, to this day, I still understand why people are saying they're leaving to go to the UK. I don't understand that. Of course, some people tell me that yeah, I'm not in their position. Um, I don't know what they're going through. So I don't understand what they're going through. So they're leaving Turks and Caicos. The Turks and Caicos is growing. You know, and you know what makes me upset? When people get on social media and say, this place is finished. This place gone to the dogs. I repute that in the name of Jesus. This place is not finished. This place is just starting. But yet, we want to go and badmouth our country. We don't realize what we're saying. If this place is finished, then why so many people are coming here? And why so many people are doing so well? The place is not finished. We are, we are, we are in such a strategic... We are closer to, we're close to Miami. We're close to the Bahamas. We're not like the Bahamas. We're similar. We have multiple islands. Each island is unique. That have different offerings that you could participate in and you could market. If, if we want to just have Provo be like the main city, fine, develop Provo, that's what they want. And then focus on the other islands as being very tranquil and untouched, unspoiled. We have so many opportunities in this place. So many opportunities. It's up to us, really, to make a difference. And we can. We can make a difference. Owning a business is one of the key ways to empower yourself. And don't let nobody tell you that you have to be born to be a business person. You don't have to be born. They like to say you be born to be a leader. Born to be. I don't believe in that. I think you could be trained to be a business person. You could be trained to be a leader. You just need confidence, you know. You need confidence. You need the knowledge. You need to make that bold step. And we could do it. I get tired of people just keep talking about we need to get together. I get tired of people talking about, oh, the furnace coming here, take over. I get tired of that. Why don't you take over then? And that's what the guy, I mean, was speaking the other day. Um, 
when he was talking about you must put the people first. I like what he said. He said, let me see if I can remember what he said. Tourists should not make your island, but we should make it for tourists. I have to go back and see what he said. But the point is, we should not develop the place for tourists. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was so fitting. I looked for it. I'll look for it and share it again when I come next week. But our focus should be on us. And as I said, don't let greed become your end goal, though. Don't let greed become your end goal. A lot of us are becoming very greedy. We're not helping others. We we know people need some help. We're not helping them. Um, we're not. Of course, somebody just texted and there was concern about the transportation. They said an increase in tourism means an increase in transportation, and they're getting a lot of barriers in transportation. Um, I understand that there are some barriers when people are applying um, for their licenses. You just can't go to the business license and apply for transportation. You have to go through the road traffic. I am not aware that there's a moratorium. I don't know. Um, if there is, I have no idea. Um, but we should not have barriers in businesses for people. We should not be encouraging people to go into business, and when they try, there are a lot of barriers. I, I, and, but hopefully this will be sorted out soon. But there should be no barriers. It should be very simple. And I know it's not simple. And I know it's a turnoff. But you just can't, you just, you just can't give up. And if you are aware of any barriers, then you, just have, you have to, you know, let me know, let other people know. And with that said, I just want to say thank you um, for listening. Of course, my guest was not able to come today, but that's fine. We, we could still talk. Um, we'll be back next week, God's will. And I want to encourage all of you to have a, a wonderful day. I want you to think about what it is that I want to do with my life. What it is that I want, where is it, where do I want to be five years from now? Now, if you want to be in that same job five years from now, then don't do anything. Simple. But if you want to be in a better position financially, or you have this idea that you want to do, then do something about it. Don't just sit on it and, and, and dream about it every day. It's not going to help you. I know a lot of people are talking about other islands being neglected, and perhaps they are. But as a person in the community, ask yourself what it is that I can do in the community? What business can I do in the community? What can I create to, to livey up? Is that a word? Mm -hmm. to, um, in the community. You don't normally find governments owning um, businesses, you know. You don't normally do, find that. What is it I can do to attract businesses to these islands? I know in the Bahamas, the companies own a lot of the hotels, but that didn't work out. They end up selling it. I know this government is planning on building a hotel in Grand Turk. We'll see how that works. I don't know. But what is it that we could do? It? What can, can we come together to build a hotel? Now, wouldn't that be nice? Can we come together and form this credit union? I know we tried. Why is it every time... We're depending on government. It's like we replace everybody or everything with governments. But yet, 
nothing is being done. They're not the answer. The governments are not the answers. You are the answer. And you can do it. You may have to have multiple businesses, and that's fine. Many of us have multi- more than one business. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, just don't burn yourself out. Get some rest and, you know. But you have to start somewhere. I mean, think about it. When our parents was growing up, this is why people say they were business owners. They sell their icicles. They, sell, they made their bread. They, they sell water. They were entrepreneurs. We just didn't know what that was. But they had their business. They could not live off the money they're just getting from the plant and, and, and the, and the work from the government employees. Where's that entrepreneur spirit that our parents and grandparents had? Let's do it. And let's be proud of what we do here in the Turks and Caicos Islands. So thank you. And have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you for listening to Financially Speaking. I'm your host, Traxwell Seymour.